Hello friends, welcome to Way Good Life with Eli Shackleford, that's me. My home base is the great salty city in Utah. I live with my best friend, four kids, and an eclectic group of animals. This podcast is born out of my personal journey and celebrates life, goodness, and the divine connection in all things. I am so glad you're here. So, this kind of fun thing went down a couple of Sundays ago. A few months prior to this particular Sunday, my friend Alex introduced me to this guy, Dave. And today, you're in for a real treat, because I'm going to take you to Dave's kitchen. Ho, 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 ho. Now, I'd seen Dave hanging around. We've got a Maverick, that's a gas station, with picnic benches across from our church. Did I mention I'm a pastor? Try being that in Salt Lake City. Nobody... Nobody has any idea what you do. I might as well say I'm an aardvark wrangler. Uh, In fact, I used to tell people, well, just kind of whatever I felt like, what do you do? I'm an investor. What do you do? I'm a counselor. What do you do? I'm an artist. (laughs) That one will bite you in the you-know-what because people are like, oh, an artist, what's your medium? And at that point right there, I got nothing for you. So I'm like, uh, God, people life. Fine! I'm a pastor, okay? Leave me alone. (laughs) Last year, this is so great, last year I met the counselor at my daughter's brand new school and we were just chit-chatting and she asked the question, so what do you do? I'm a speaker, I said. (laughs) She said, really? We need someone this week. Do you speak at schools? You bet I do. I live by the idea that if a door opens, you walk through that sucker. (laughs) So I brought in paint and plexiglass, buckets and brushes, and they let me teach kids the unique value of every single human being on earth, starting with the very kids in the room. It was glorious. So good. I got to teach uh, four sessions, and I love that stuff. At one point, kids were responding, and I maybe got a little bit overexcited. And so I just I just yelled out, God is looking for students who, whoops. <laughs> and there I was again, fine. I said, fine, I'm a pastor, all right? Forget that part. The world is looking for students who see value and who understand the true treasure in one another. Because come on, if God is looking for something, the world is too. Semantics, y'all. I love what I do. I love what I do. Anyway, I am back to the place of owning that I'm a pastor, even though nobody here in my city knows what that means, including people in my own church, by the way. Did I mention my church shares a parking lot with a gas station, you know, the one with the picnic benches? These picnic benches, more than one of my friends from prison have shared, this is like the drug hub of Salt Lake City. And yeah, that's kind of similar to Grubhub, but with a slightly different product. So, I'd seen this Dave character on the picnic benches at the gas station. And one day, my friend Alex introduced me. Eli, this is Dave. Dave sometimes gets food from our church's food pantry. Hey Dave, good to meet you, man. I'd seen this dude around. I think I'd even introduced myself a time or two. As time went on, it turned out Dave does sometimes get food from our church's food pantry. Dave also sometimes gets shoes and clothes and coats from our church's clothing closet. I didn't come up with these names. I don't know where they came from. Dave always has someone in mind. 
For instance, one day he'll walk in. He'll say, I need a size 7 women's shoes. Whatever. We go dig it out. Or if I don't have it, I'll call another church to find it. A couple weeks ago, he needed a bunch of men's coats. And another local church in the valley hooked me up with those. So the day my friend Alex introduced me to Dave, I learned that Dave cooks for homeless people that live around us. This was a surprise to me. I thought Dave was homeless himself. Turns out he's been homeless, so he has a heart for the homeless. <laughs> Isn't that how things work? When does this Dave do this cooking, you ask? Uh, every day. And where does this Dave do this cooking? Oh, <laughs> at a barber shop? Huh, what? I know, maybe I should have gone with way weird life. And we are just getting started, my friends. So one Sunday morning, I'm running around doing all the pastor stuff. You know, and a guy from my church, right before church starts, a guy from my church calls me over. And he said this. Hey, there was a strange guy hanging around outside, kind of waved his arms at me. Um, so I waved my arms back at him, made a face, and chased him off. Oh, oh, I said, what, why'd you do that? Well, I could just tell he didn't belong here. Oh, oh, that makes sense, I said, even though it didn't. I mean, maybe for a country club, but this is church, y'all. I didn't say that part. I kept my big mouth shut because... I can't really judge. I've been that guy, and so have you. I know we have. Uncomfortable, unsure, out of sorts, disoriented, searching for the familiar, reaching for a response. And what comes out of that so often? Judgment. What else? I've been there. You've been there. We'll be there again. So, you know, it's just kind of how the morning went. But then, ho, 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 then as we're talking... Dave walked in to the building. Now, this is significant in two ways. One, Dave doesn't do church. He'd already told me why a couple times with some colorful language. Two, what are the chances Dave would walk in as someone was just telling me they chased him away? You can't make this stuff up. So, I did what you'd do. Called him up. I introduced him to everybody. I said, hey, this is my friend Dave. He's with me. Dave feeds people at a barber shop. I wasn't sure at that point if this was a real thing or not, but hey, it was all I had. Dave doesn't do church, but he stuck around for a minute or two. Dave doesn't do church, so he mainly waited outside until uh, the service was over and everybody was gone. And then me, Alex, and Dave loaded up my car with boxes of food, we drove less than a block away to a back alley. It's kind of like a car lot for cars that will never, ever run again. Uh, walking through it, man, I was surprised to see so many people camped out between them, around them, some of them in them. Uh, we carried some boxes past some homeless people in a van and then down this alley into this barber shop. At some point, some guy was fronting us just a little bit, and I kind of looked around, evaluated my com my crew, and thought about our combined chances in, I don't know, like a back alley brawl or something. I decided my chances were not very high, but I didn't needn't have worried. Dave's hand went up, and he said, hey, they're with me. They're with me. They're 
with me. Ho, 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 ho. See, these are the same words I had used earlier. You see what's going on here, right? The power dynamics had shifted. See, Dave had taken a risk walking into my church. It's a pretty foreign place, fairly uncomfortable. I mean, dude, a guy had tried to chase him off <laughs> because he didn't belong. But something had changed. We were in Dave's kitchen now. Or as it turned out, Eduardo's barbershop. Where before he was with me, now I was with him. Ho, ho, ho. There is so much there alone. Hmm. Look, if you want to jumpstart your search for goodness, for grace, for life, for connection, if you want to see the divine in humanity... Don't start where you've always been. You're used to that. Go somewhere brand new, uncomfortable, somewhere you aren't welcomed or don't belong, and just be in the room. Let's go. Just observe what's going on around you. Feel the place. Smell the air. Breathe that which is I'm telling you, that will get something flowing. Something in you will become unstuck. Seriously, there are places like this all over. Go to one. But don't go to teach. Go to learn. To receive. That all reminds me of this guy, Peter Rollins. He does something called the Evangelism Project. It is not what you might think. He takes people from one religion or affiliation into the home of another religious political community to be evangelized by them. It's like upside down or reverse evangelism. You watch and you ask questions, but the key practice, the important thing, is asking, discerning, and trying to understand how your group or your tribe comes across to them, to the other. In that way, if you do it well, you truly will be evangelized by the other. Because you'll walk away having been taught something true that your own group could never teach you. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so good. Anyway, there I was, being evangelized in Dave's kitchen, less than one block but an entire world away from my known, from my comfortable, from the place I gather with my tribe every Sunday. We went in the back, and uh, it wasn't really a kitchen, more like a big closet or a small spare room. I don't know. There was a hot pot, and it was spitting sauce on a broken stove. There were dishes on the floor and water in buckets and dish rags. I recognized food from our food pantry stocking the shelves more than I remembered giving Dave, and I thought, hmm, well that is interesting. <laughs> Me, Alex, Dave huddled in Dave's kitchen. It was cramped with just the three of us. And then, and then Dave told me, hey, try that. And he pointed at a pot simmering with meat. So, of course, I spooned some in my hand and tried not to think about it. Here we go. You know those moments. You just close your eyes and eat the food. Later, my friend Alex said, I like Dave, but there was no way I was going to try that meat. 
See, he didn't know. I made a little prayer that it mooed instead of meowed, and a bonus prayer that it had been cooking for a long time. Because that's what science <laughs> would say that I should do. So, on the way out, I met Eduardo the barber. He's a pretty chill dude. Uh, you know, connected with him right away. He, he kind of grabbed my arm and he said, Hey, Dave cooks for 25 people a day. Huh? Like, what days? Like, every day? And he said, oh yeah, every day. Eduardo had some serious respect for Dave. Leaving, my friend Alex said, Something about that felt so much like Spain. I agree, it felt like not here. Not my country. Not my familiar it was disorientating, like a place I knew, yet I wasn't a part of. That experience was some Sundays ago, and I'm telling you, man, so far from where I live, where I do life and ministry, but at the same time, somehow less than one block from my church. I can't stop thinking about it. We uh, continue to bring Dave food, and now a month later, I've witnessed it. I've seen it. He really does feed 20 to 30 people a day. Everyone on the street knows him. Everyone respects him. Everyone. He's been showering at church last couple weeks because his gas got turned off. When was the last time your gas got turned off? Some people have challenges others can't even imagine. Last Sunday we did church outside because come on, if the weather's nice, church belongs in the original building. (laughs) I call that earth or outside. Anyway, I went to the gas station. I invited Dave. You know, doesn't do church Dave. He's been sitting in on some services lately. I invited Dave. He brought some friends and he stayed for the first time through the whole thing. Dave and his friends made up a quarter of our group last Sunday. So I taught, you know, that's what pastors do. But I had this thought in the very middle of the service last Sunday. I thought, that guy, that guy should be teaching. Ho, 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 there it is. Of course, Dave's words, they don't always make every sense to everybody, if you know what I'm laying down. But that guy, he's got something to say. And we have something to learn from him. See, he's earned the respect that people give him. Not with a fancy degree or by reading lots of books or speaking really well, but by cooking lunch in a barber shop. Welcome to Dave's Kitchen. By cooking lunch for 20 to 30 people a day, every day. Ho, ho, mm, let's go, Dave. I don't know where this partnership This relationship, I guess, is going, but it's going to be good, man. Because Dave's Kitchen is a good place. Dave's doing a good work, and I'm going to get behind that. Mm -hmm. That's what Way Good Life is all about. Crossing the street, sitting at the picnic tables, finding the Daves, meeting the Eduardos, trying meat from their kitchen or barbershop or whatever, (laughs) learning from them seeing a better way, a something worth giving to. Yep, there it is. Way Good Life is not designed to give answers as much as it is to provoke questions. Because so often, so often, it's our questions that lead us 
to life. It's the tensions that wake something inside of you. Hmm. So good. I wonder what is waking in you. I wonder what is stirring. I wonder how you find your way to a Dave's kitchen. What is coming, my friends? And how do you pursue it? The music, once again, was provided by a good friend, local Salt Lake singer-songwriter Taylor Lacey. That's T-A-Y-L-E-R if you're looking him up. And please do look him up. Support his music anywhere music is found. He has a good heart for the world, and he's doing good things. I am once again dropping the whole track, Bootleg Dream, here at the end of this podcast. Hey, please share these too. Give stars, leave reviews. Uh, whatever that looks like. Apparently, that's how a podcast grows, and I want to get these ideas in the hands and heads and hearts of as many people as possible. And now, a blessing. May you each see the divine at work in humanity, whether in Dave or church, a temple or a forest. May your eyes be opened and may your heart be aligned to the goodness that is quietly spilling out all around us all the time. Mm -hmm. Highest blessings to you. Be blessed. Be blessed. Burn it up.